back to Magic with a K. With you as always is Daniel. And Alex. And today we're actually going to be talking about the malevolent, benevolent, and the neutral entities that we've run into. So we're going to go ahead and get started with a couple of just the <clears throat> routine stuff that most folks think, which is that, you know, there's only those three categories and that, you know, they always fit certain entities or certain deities and we're going to help you navigate that. Yeah. Well, let's start about what we mean by benevolent, malevolent, malevolent and um, neutral. So benevolent um, comes from, has the same root as the word beneficial. Um, and benevolent is usually seen as good. They are morally and inherently good guys. So you're thinking Luke Skywalker, um, Captain America, that kind of realm. When we're talking about malevolent, um, it has the same root word mal, which means negative. So we're talking about things that are morally evil or generally evil things. We're talking about uh, Thanos. We're talking about... Uh, he who shall not be named. Yeah, he, he, he <laughs> shall not be named. We're talking about um, the Emperor and, right. Star, and Star Wars. Um, and when we talk about neutral, obviously, it's things that entities and beings that are neither truly good nor truly evil. So, Han Solo. Right, because he's um, more in it just for himself. Tony Stark. Yep. You know? <laughs> um, so, that's what the classic definitions of those are. Right, and so, from like the different mythologies that we have and the different things, like we brought up obviously some uh, more recent ones, but, you know, for instance, you have all kinds of characters throughout all kinds of literature that show you those examples. And basically those are there so that, that way you have, one, obviously an understanding of the world around you, an understanding of yourself, and some examples of what to go on. But when you're actually dealing with the realms that we deal in, uh, sometimes those are fluid which is interesting, because you can, once again, it's just like human beings. They can have a bad day, they can have a bad decade, <laughs> they, can yeah. have, they can have some bad times, uh, but they can also have some really good times, and for overall, they're usually going to be one way or another sometimes, now especially if they're neutral. If they're neutral, then, you know, it just, a lot of times it depends on what's in it for them. I think it's important to remember that much like people, most of the entities that you're going to encounter or deal with are never truly evil or good, benevolent or malevolent. Mm -hmm. Most of them are some short sort of shades of gray. Um, no one looks in the mirror and sees the bad guy. I think, <laughs> right. it's, I think there's great truth to that. Um, even the worst people we can think of see someone who maybe is flawed and made a mistake or someone who did what they had to do because no one else was willing to make the tough choices or something along those lines. Um, right. But I think in reality, mo um, most of the entities, uh, beings that we deal with, and people, they have their own morality and their own goals, and they're operating within those frameworks. Right, and so as long as you understand what their rules are as well, that'll dictate to you, like, okay, so... In their framework, this is how they actually do see themselves. And this is how they actually interact with other beings, 
potentially on that plane or on different realms based upon whatever. Some of them just have ethics. Some of them have actual rules. So it just depends on which ones you've run into. And it's also important to remember that uh, the concepts of good and evil are subjective and fluid. What is normal for the spider is chaos for the fly. Right. True. True. And, uh, and so, you know, you of course you've got the, the human framework trying to work out all those things as well. And based on where you're at potentially in life, and also depending on, you know, where you, what you actually grew up with, what your perception is, because perception, like I've said before, dictates your reality. And so, yeah, it's one of those, if you, if you're somebody who grew up fearing, like for instance, fearing the police, then obviously the police are the bad guys. Yeah. But if you grew up, you know, believing that they're the guys that, you know, help people out and are the ones that come when things are bad and stuff like that to, uh, to basically take away those bad people then they're, they're good guys. And then I think a lot of us become adults and realize one very fundamental truth. They're just guys. Yeah, and gals. And gals. Yeah, it, they're just people. They're just people. They're it's, just people doing a job. Right, and so it's one of those, some, and once again, sometimes they have good days, sometimes they have bad days. Sometimes they make good decisions and sometimes they make bad decisions. Absolutely. And it's one of those as long as, which is the other part about usually that is actually a pretty interesting thing about the spiritual realms is like here sometimes we don't necessarily see the consequences of those actions right away the spiritual realm sometimes you see some of the I guess reverberation so to speak in especially what's done there and what's done on this plane and other planes different things like that so when you have stuff that's interacting with each other and stuff that's actually sometimes feeding off those good or bad decisions different things like that and you know, they can, depending on their proclivities, they can push people one way or another so that way they can potentially feed. Uh, or they can also help out because that's their, once again, their proclivity. It just depends on, once again, their rules, their ethics, all that. And yeah, sometimes they are looking for the easy targets or an easy meal, so to speak. And that's what happens sometimes. Uh, when, you see, when you see things that don't make any sense, like, for instance, somebody's acting against their nature uh, because they're somebody that you knew and they're, like, acting really strange. That could be that could be potentially an entity that's trying to push them or feed on them or do something. Or it's one of those they may have stumbled into something and that they didn't completely understand and now something attached itself to them. That's another potential as well. And, once again, that can be a good attachment. It can be a bad attachment. Uh, when you've seen people actually have complete changes of heart type deal, that's when it gets really kind of odd to watch that happen because that's not only a physical thing, it's also a spiritual thing as well. Yeah. Right. All right, so uh, we took the week and came up with lists of entities that are classically categorized in those three um categories and we want to discuss why they are typically put in those categories and why those categories are more of a pigeonhole than their true nature right okay so i actually decided to start with a list of three entities that are in a category we haven't discussed yet on mm -hmm. this podcast um, and that is deities mm -hmm. okay 
Um, and I actually do do some deity work. Um, I only work with one of these three deities. Uh, I'm not going to say which one. Um, the other two I've interacted with, but I don't typically work with them. Um, so my benevolent deity that I have is Athena. Okay, so Athena is typically categorized as, an, as a benevolent deity. She's the goddess of wisdom. She's also the goddess of war, but uh, she's the goddess of tactical war, you know, um, siegecraft, right. not necessarily siegecraft, but the engineering aspect of war, the tactical mathematics of it. So if anybody's ever played God of War, when you're playing as Kratos, who, remember who the deity is that comes and talks to Kratos more than any other deity. It's going to be Athena. And there you go. So uh, Obviously, it's referencing a video game, but still, it's, yeah. they brought in the pantheon like that. Well, and you know, we do reference pop culture a lot because yeah. that's how our brains work. <laughs> um, but, so, Athena is often classified as this very benevolent mm -hmm. deity. Um, one of those, war is a necessary evil, so if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. Wisdom. Um, she's the patron goddess of Odysseus. Mm -hmm. She fights Poseidon to get him home. You know? Odysseus did it all on his own. Yeah. <laughs> sure he did. Um, but the thing about Athena that always struck me as... This does not sound like the good guy in a story. It was always the story of Medusa. Mm -hmm. Okay? So without getting too into the weeds, um, for those who don't know, Medusa was a priestess of Athena who was assaulted um, by Poseidon in Athena's temple and as a result was turned into a gorgon um, because she violated the sanctity of Athena's temple. And I can never quite get around thinking anyone's a good guy for victim blaming like that. Maybe she had it coming. <laughs> no. Now, I've heard the argument that, well, Athena could not have punished Poseidon. And that is very true. Athena couldn't have punished right. Poseidon. But she didn't have to punish Medusa. But however, if you think about it, the long of that story, she actually did get back at Poseidon because that's how the Kraken got killed. Right. So, yeah. there is that whole chestnut. Now, obviously, having to roam around in the, you know, basically disgraced temple as this thing that turned people into stone probably wasn't the best thing for years. But. Yeah. But so, when I have interacted with Athena, I see Athena very much as this hard um, tactician ends justify the means very neutral individual mm, okay so it just depends on which way yeah things are if, going. if 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 your ends align with her ends you're gonna see her as the good guy gotcha if okay. your ends don't align with her ends you're not going to gotcha. um makes sense and so um the neutral character i have uh, the neutral deity I've got is Zeus. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's it's through no small part of Disney that oh. we see Zeus as this oh, sort yeah. of bumbling, neutral, oh, happy yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. Because I loved Hercules, that movie. Oh, yeah. I still love it. Oh, yeah. It's a great movie. 
it is so far from what these characters are even remotely like. Oh, yeah. I will never, never be stop laughing at the idea of Hera being a doting mother to Hercules. Oh, right? Right? Yeah, if you if you actually want to, yeah, go read the stories, you'll find out exactly what we're talking about. And, I, um, yeah. and Hercules is actually named after Hera because Hercules is his Roman name, but his Greek name is Heracles. Yes, yeah, so if you want to be popular at parties, make sure you start pointing that out. Anyways. Yeah. Um, um, but, so, Zeus is often portrayed as a sort of neutral guy. Yeah. Um, I think because we all know some of the not great things he's done. Oh, yeah. But in a very Judeo-Christian world, we see him as, he's the king of the gods, so we kind of try to put out the Judeo-Christian god lens on top of him as well. Right. So, you know, whenever you've watched, like, uh, the old Clash of the Titans... Uh, like she said, the the movie, uh, the Disney movie, there, you know, he is often represented basically the way that you would have seen uh, God Almighty represented, especially in the Middle Ages and stuff like that, and to a certain you extent know, he's often, still now. Yeah. He's often represented with a white beard. Right, he looks like Barry Gibb. Yeah, yeah. It, it's you know, which is how a lot of people. And, and don't get me wrong, if you have that impression of how God Almighty looks, that's fine. Uh, but it's one of those. It's probably not extremely accurate but then again he's a he's a deity so he can appear as whatever he wants uh. <laughs> now my my interactions with Zeus um, are minimal okay um, and he'd probably get you pregnant if he interacted with you too much <laughs> this is true this is true um, uh, <laughs> hey, um, a funny joke between me and my daughter is well unfortunately Zeus was horny is the answer to what happened in Greece. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he is still very much a weather god, a weather deity. So whenever I have situations that I need to interact with a weather deity, he is one of the weather deities. Are you over here manipulating the weather? Is that what you're doing? Not often. Not often. That's a dangerous thing to do. Uh, yeah. That's a very dangerous yeah. thing to do. However, to say, hey, can you hold the rain off for ten minutes? Oh, yeah. Is, is a different thing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're rerouting, by the way, for anybody that doesn't understand that joke, if you're rerouting weather or trying to do anything like that, that's normally considered black magic because... Weather if, is a very natural force yeah. and it needs to let it happen. And so if you're doing stuff like that, Remember, you could be potentially causing it not to rain on crops that need to grow, so that, that way people, one, people can eat, and two, that farmer doesn't lose his farm, and yeah. that's why you always have to do, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this in another podcast, but that's why you always have to do a reading to make sure that, okay, yeah. is what I'm doing actually going to either cause uh, basically white magic, gray magic, or black magic? Now, when I do need to interact with Zeus for, that, for um, weather magic, um, I, I will tell you, it's never like, don't rain on this day. It's like, can you hold it off for two minutes till I get to my car? Yeah. I can see that. Um, it's slight tweaks, and yes, it's right. careful. Right, right. Um, I know. I know. Yeah. Um, but Zeus is not really a neutral guy. Yeah. He's really not. Zeus almost never does anything that would be considered good by really any standards. Yeah. 
see that. He impregnates girls either by tricking them. Yep. Lying to them. Yep. Not asking first. Yeah. <laughs> um, occasionally he gets a yes, but those are few and far between. He gave his daughter, Persephone, to Hades to marry and then lied to her mom about it. Well, I mean... You know, um... And, and those are, that's the tip of the iceberg of your zoo story. Oh, right? yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, when you think of him as the weather deity, what is he? He's not the god of weather. He's the god of thunder and lightning. Right. Which are very dangerous, volatile forces. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Okay. So I don't see him as a neutral, as a true neutral. I see him as... More malevolent. Malevolent leaning. Leaning, yeah. I can see that. Um, yeah. I, now, again, I don't think anything is truly malevolent, but um, from this fly's perspective, that spider is being chaotic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would agree. Um, and then my uh, malevolent deity is Ares. Who is the other war god. Um, and I think it's interesting to kind of play the two off each other, Ares versus Athena, because everyone says, oh, Athena is tactile, tact, tactician, tactile war, whereas um, Ares is like brute force, bloodlust war. But I think what is important to remember is that Ares is the emotions. Right. He is the power that you feel when you some something evil most of the time you're going to find neutral and benevolent 
beings, entities, deities, all that. Because the really evil stuff, it just, it usually doesn't work out well, even for them. So, because the universe, while the universe has to have some of, you know, you can't have uh, light without the dark. Yeah, all that. There has to be balance. There has to be balance, but for the most part, it's like, yeah, if anything gets really out of control, it gets corrected, usually pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what that's my what I've seen, and and don't get me wrong, really quick doesn't mean it happens in a second or a blink of an eye. It may well, take a while. what's quick for uh, for a deity oh, is yeah. not necessarily what's quick for a person. Right. So you know, one of the examples that I'll go with from from the Judeo Christian view uh, is that you know, there's several passages about the fact that you know a day is like a thousand years a thousand years is like a day basically talking about how time and it really is time moves differently in other realms so which it also and we'll, yeah i'll bring in a fake example we seem to always do that we always but, do we're gonna do an episode on fans swear we will. the uh but like in the fake stories especially from ireland and scotland there are all kinds of stories about people disappearing into the fey realm and then they're given specific instructions if they want to come back to the mortal realm and if they break those they usually turn to dust because it's usually been sometimes hundreds of years yeah. in between them being in the fey realm and coming back to the mortal realm even though maybe for them only a decade passed in the fey realm now there have absolutely been stories um, throughout history of people going into the fey realm mm and thinking, I've been gone for a couple hours and showing up years later. Right, and people are wondering why they disappeared, what happened to them. Um, so, okay, we'll, we'll go off on a little tangent here for just a second. And it's one of those, the uh, not only the Feyron stuff, but just there's a book series called Missing 411 that you can look into that's all about people going missing, especially in national parks and other places around the world. And some of that I believe is potentially people stepping into the Fey realm, yeah. And then when they they come out and they, if they're still alive, because obviously sometimes when they find those people years later they're dead, but it's one of those some of them that come back out. You know, people have been searching. We searched that spot. We did all this. Blah blah blah. Where have you been? And one, people can't remember where they were, and two, they just yeah they they mysteriously appear, and yeah it's usually in places where they had searched before everything like that. And time has passed here, but not like it did there. Yeah. So, yeah, it goes back to the example, like I said, about time moving differently in different areas. But so. also, it's important to remember that we have finite lifetimes. Right. And a lot of the entities we interact with either do not have a predetermined lifespan or their predetermined lifespan is so much longer than ours. So... Right. It'd be the... It'd be the difference between, you know, like, for instance, you know, what we can know in one lifetime as opposed to if you were on Earth for 2,000 years yeah. and watched everything happen. And I'm talking about everything. So, or at least in your, in your area, everything that happened in 2,000 years. Because let's say you never, you never really moved. Or you were able to travel, but you never really traveled a whole lot. And so the stuff that happened in your area, you know really well. And you can impress a lot of people because you have that knowledge there. But if you go outside of that area, it's kind of one of those, now you're kind of, yeah, okay, I know about this or I know about that or, well, that's changed. But we, yeah, we're only able to obtain a little bit of knowledge while we're in these, in these uh, flesh bags 
and then you know I think people that's one of the reasons like the ghosts that I work with are really surprised um, when they the ones that don't know anything else other than this or think they don't and then they get put back into the spiritual body and they're really lost for a while yeah. uh, some of them become angry some of them just confused some of them uh, finally accept it and move on it just depends on how long that takes sometimes and once again time moves different because you're no longer in this physical flesh yeah. Um, but uh, yeah so for me of course obviously um, the most benevolent for, for me is going to of course going to be God Almighty now we could argue that there's been some times where especially in the past uh, if you read the Old Testament he really didn't seem to be all that benevolent uh, I mean you're you're having people go in and commit genocide on an entire group of uh, people, and that's usually not seen as really uh, all that. I mean, it's seen as benevolent for the people that are taking over, and I get that. But for the ones that you're coming and killing, probably not so much. Because I mean, you're just—you're not only killing them; you're killing everything. Like that was the other part. You're killing the livestock. You're salting the fields. You're burning the towns down. You're doing all this stuff. It's like holy cow. Um, but. You know, there's a, there's a joke that Lewis Black has. If you've ever watched Lewis Black, he's a great comedian. And there's a joke that he has that, you know, uh, and Lewis, Lewis Black is Jewish, and uh, he talks about, yeah, he goes, you know, maybe, maybe after, he had it, after he had a son, he calmed down. I, I don't know. You know, <laughs> that type of deal. And because uh, obviously the language does change, things do change. Now, of course, some of that's obviously because of things changing and, and humans not having to be quite as brutal potentially to survive uh, different well, things brutal like that in different ways. well yeah you get brutal in different ways right well, so and there is um in uh religious scholarship the mm -hmm. concept of the problem of evil yes in which um a deity who is all-knowing mm -hmm. all-powerful mm -hmm. and all good mm -hmm. could not exist right in this world because right. if you were all-knowing right. and all-powerful uh -huh. and all-good, uh -huh. there would be no evil. Uh, well, but you had to you give people everything. choice. Then... <laughs> I know the arguments. I've, I've, yeah. I've heard them before. So, but the, the argument being that if you were all-good, right. then you would want there to be no evil. And you were all-knowing, you would know if there was evil. And if you were all-powerful, you'd have the ability, the ability to, destroy to, evil. to destroy evil. Right. Now, one of three... One of four things could be possible. A, this being could know something I don't. Shocker. Right. Or, he's all-knowing and all-powerful, but not all-good. All-good and all-knowing, but not all-powerful. Or all-powerful and all-good, but not all-knowing. Mm -hmm. Right. And, like I said, I've heard all those before. Yeah. And it's one of those, because obviously, yeah, in the, in the Judeo-Christian pantheon, it's, you've got, of course, God Almighty is, is benevolent, along, uh, along with... Uh, you know, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And then, of course, obviously on the opposite end, the benevolent, you actually have the devil. And, which is actually interesting when you go and start researching that, because you'll actually figure out that the Jews, especially Old Testament Jews, had a very different view of who exactly the devil was. And while we tend to lump, especially now, uh, people tend to lump like Lucifer, Beelzebub, we talked about him on one of the podcasts before, Satan, all that... They tend to lump all those entities together into this one form, Pan as well, <laughs> to where we get the way he looks and all that. Yeah, that but, Right. Um, you know, all those things that mash together to form all that, 
whereas the devil is a is a very different entity than uh, what a lot of people think. And the probably the best example for that would be if you go and read the Gospels and read about uh, Jesus going out into the wilderness and the devil coming to him there. That's more than likely the way that it's showing that yeah, that's what this entity is. It comes. It tells you, I, well, one, I can give you all these things if you just worship me. Okay, that makes sense because it's one of those that's, you know, a lot of people give into that. Uh, you see it every day. Uh, a mean, lot of people give into it. And especially now the, the ones, things he's offering are different, but right. that is not dissimilar to what Yahweh does. Well, right. Uh, it's it's just a different path. It's a different right. path, and he's offering different, different things. Right. And it's different totally pathway. Great. So it's, right. it's it, which is where we get, which is actually, yeah, that'll tie in here as well, which is where you get the right hand path as opposed to the left hand path mm-hmm. stuff, is some of that as well. Uh, for those of you following the left-hand path, have fun with it. I, I hope it works out for you. As well as it is what it is. But, yeah, don't get me wrong. There, there's some left-hand path workers that I know are not, they're not, you know, they're not eating children. They're not, you know, killing people. They're not doing all this other stuff. They're, you know, they're doing some, some workings that would be considered left-hand path. I get it. Not a problem, okay? Um, you don't you don't have to be an archangel in order to live your best life, Okay. Uh, which I'll get into that here in just a second as well. But anyway, so all those things. Well, uh, so those would be two. Now the neutral, which is all, which is always funny because when you look at the Judeo-Christian pantheon, there's no neutral characters. Like there are there are no neutral entities. There's no neutral deity, obviously, and because all it is is you have either good or you have evil, and that's it. Well, the interesting part is that there are actually neutral entities out there. But you actually you do have to kind of look for them, so to speak. And usually, yeah, some of the angels just are. I mean, they're still working for one goal, uh, but some of them are just, they're not they are not evil, they're not good. They're just kind of, yeah, okay. Like, well, what's, it, what's how's this, how's this going to benefit, you know, anything that I'm doing? Uh, and they do have those questions every now and again. But, uh, you know, they're... I don't know. So, some of them are obviously really benevolent. Uh, one one that I can talk about for sure is uh, Uriel. Uriel is actually an archangel. Uh, he does. He's actually he's he's a good guy to contact. Uh, he does a lot of interactions with a lot of different angelic beings and other entities, which is all which is obviously going to be a surprise to some people. But it's one of those. Yeah, because here's the other part. These entities know that there's other beings around. Yeah. They know that, okay? They will not deny that. They will not dissuade you from talking to them. Yeah. They might give you some warnings, which which has happened on occasion, but it's one of those, yeah, it's, there's no secret here. They, they, they know each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, they all know each other. Oh, yeah. They know who's going and doing what. They also know, like, for instance, um, you know, they know who the angels work for. They know who some demonic entities work for as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, but see, that's the other part. The demonic ent- entities that are usually around are working for themselves. Yeah, it, it's like, this, They're not working for the like devil. We said, it's like we said um, a couple episodes ago. Um, it's this strange um, falsehood that... Um, this myth, this common myth that um, the demons all work for the devil. Right. Uh, the truth of the matter is, while there are 
demons that work for Satan, and there are demons that work for Lucifer, and there are demons that work for Beelzebub. Again, three separate entities. Um, that's not even the majority of demons working for those three. It's, you know, it's kind of like there are people who work for the president, but the whole country doesn't. Right, exactly. And that's, that's probably like the best way. Like, he's got an assistant, and he's got a lawyer, and he's got, right. you know, the housekeeper or whomever. So I would say that's probably the best way to look at that, yeah. is that, yeah, you have, and it, well, like I said, angels work for one central focus, okay? Uh, they also have kind of the same thing. They have a hierarchy. They have, you know, angelic beings that are under each other, stuff like that. Um, and, of course, obviously the I ones... I think it's better to think about the angels as almost being like an armed forces. Well, right. They really do have it's a like military. A of right. It, it's, it's a military. And... You know, they basically, yeah, they have, yeah, you, think, you, know, you got the general, you've got uh, the lieutenants, the sergeants, you got the privates, um, all those guys working for, well, I say guys, they have the real gender, but uh, it's one of those, yeah, you've got, you've got them all working towards yeah. that whole goal. And, and they all work for the head honcho. And they all work for the head honcho, so, and they all know that. You know, that that's the other part that's actually kind of, I guess, funny about working with them sometimes is... Yeah, it's and I have I've I've had, I've had a couple of them ask me, well, well, how exactly does that help out the kingdom? I'm like, look, dude, like, just, I just need your help on this. And now I will say that some of them have directed me to somebody else to talk to about things, and, and it, that's helpful. As well. And I think it's funny because that's honestly an answer as to one of the reasons I don't work with angels because I've had the question, how does that help the kingdom? Well, it doesn't. I don't give a crap about your kingdom. Well, so yeah, therefore. Okay. They're, you know, I but do, that's my get, path. Then. Right. Don't get me wrong. I care about the kingdom, obviously. Yeah. But, it, yeah, sometimes it's one of those, hey, I just want you to help me with this. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like it helps the kingdom because I'm part of the kingdom and it helps me. Yeah, that... Doesn't work. Yeah, sometimes. Depends. So, um, one of the neutral characters that we had talked about mm-hmm. from the Judeo-Christian Mm-hmm. One of the, the few and far between yep. is actually a demon. Yep. <laughs> it's classified as a demon. It's Samael. Yep. Samael is, um, <laughs> has four wives, Nama, Ishith, um, Agareth, and Lilith. Yes. Yep. Yep. Okay. He is married to the four main Sakubai. Um, and he is considered a morally neutral demon. Yeah, basically. He is neither good nor evil. Mm-hmm. He is neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's interesting that in all the lore, they emphasize that he's neutral. Yes. And it almost feels like they're trying to say, yeah, he's a demon, but he's really not that. Um, yeah, I've worked with Samael um, before. Um, Samael is uh, one of those demons that doesn't work for anyone else. He has his own sort of like, this is my family, and this is my uh, attachments, and, and this is what I do. Um, and so I've worked with Semiel before. Um, he's a cool dude. Um, and, yeah, I would definitely say he's a very morally neutral guy. Right. Um, he's, these are, he's very much, this is my goal. This is my <laughs> rules. This is how we're going to play. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's one of those, I would say that's probably a lot, frankly, 
that's a lot of the demons, demons, gin even. You know, that's basically their whole deal. It's one of those things. Well, and there are entities that you can go and appeal with, like, a moral appeal. So you oh, can right. sit there and be like, there are, you know, spirits, ghosts, fae, <laughs> deities, angels, some demons, that you can go and appeal and say, but it's for the greater good. Right. Or, but I, you know, give them a moral appeal, and it'll right. work. Right. Samael does not care. Right. You can't say, because it'll help good, or because it'll help evil, he does not care about the moral nature of your appeal. Right. It and, does not matter to him. And, you know, frankly, there is some of that, no matter what, as far as, you know, you can, yeah, you can you can do appeals, you can, different things like that. A lot of times, and, you know, this is, this is a truism, especially working with angels, a lot of them want action and change. That's what they want. Uh, they want, some, once again, because it's like a military unit, they want action and change. So, and when I, when I say action, they want you to actually be physically involved or in some way involved in making the world a better place. Yeah. And so, therefore, it's one of those, yeah, it's they'll ask you what your plan is to do that. And if you don't have one in place, well, then you can come back and talk to me when you did. It's one of those, we help those who help themselves situations. Uh, there's some of that, too. Yeah, there's a few of them. Um, I mean, you can bring basically anything to them, and depending on who they are, uh, like I will say that if you have any type of, uh, like, <clears throat> any type of illness, or if you've got a, a loved one that's ill, different things like that, or even somebody that's just a friend, uh, Raphael's a really good archangel to work with for that. Uh, he does a lot of healing. He'll actually, and he can, he can teach you some healing stuff as well. How is uh, he at ninjutsu? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he's one of the turtles. Yeah, um, he, he actually doesn't care about that joke. Um, but it's one of those. Yeah, he's he's pretty neat. I mean, he, that's his whole thing. He's he's a healer and basically likes to help. If you're trying to heal people, if you're trying to do you know something else, he isn't probably really going to care because it's one of those. Well, that's not really his expertise. Now, once again, he could potentially direct you to who who does that. But they also do expect you to have, like, your, um, they do expect you to have an answer for them, and they do expect you to do your research as well. Yeah, but I mean, and that's going to be one of those, you go to an investor and say, hey, I need money for this business. They're right. going to say, great, we want through the business plan. Right. Um, and, and that's <laughs> most any entity that you're going to go and beseech um, advice or assistance from. Right. Um, but, yeah, so... Um, in your experience, do you find that um, that angels and demons tend to be more neutral than are typically depicted, or do you yeah. think they find they typically follow their depictions? So, like I said, you know, mo most of the angels are obviously you know working for the working for the main main guy, and they are that's their whole thing. You know, is advancing the kingdom, doing those type of things. Sometimes it'll depend on you know what what the petition is, what your, what your plan is, what different things like that, as to whether or not they're really going to spend time helping you no. or they're going to keep on doing what they were doing. Uh, so I would say sometimes they're just they're neutral. You know, it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, yeah, that looks like that might be good for you, but it really doesn't do anything for, you know, furthering anything we're doing. So it's like, okay. And uh, demons, it, they're, 
yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because they like the the couple that I've actually talked to. They're yeah, they're all about themselves. Like it's all about you know me. Like, yeah, it's oh, a, it's about okay. this is my goal, right? And this is my could care less about Lucifer, Satan, uh-huh. the devil. They could care less about him. And, and so, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's funny because if you look at it with that strict D and D, oh, alignment, yeah, yeah, then by that definition they would be because yeah. there is this theory with D and D that good is others over self, right, and evil is self over others, right, and so demons are absolutely myself, my oh. goal, my wants, oh, my yeah. desires, oh yeah, um, and <laughs> while I wouldn't say that angels are everyone else over me oh no i'd say they're lawful good they're lawful good absolutely because lawful is rules over others yes and chaotic chaos is going to be others over rules and so i would say that demons are very much a neutral evil because they're self over others rules when it's convenient yeah um whereas angels are very much rules over self or others right yeah i would agree yeah. So, well, it looks like we're getting to about the time where we normally stop. Yeah. So I think we've uh, we've talked quite a bit about this subject. And oh, yeah. Once again, if you want to email us, you always can at magic with a K for info at gmail I'll have that in the descriptor when we put this up. Um, also, uh, be sure to like and uh, follow us on Facebook, um, Magic with a K on Facebook. All right. And it'll have our symbol up there and everything like that. So, yep. Alrighty. Well, I'm Daniel. And I'm Alex. And we'll see you next time.